0: You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what is simply one of the biggest days in the New Orleans Saints franchise. This Monday night matchup between the New Orleans Saints and Jacksonville Jaguars might be a preseason game, but it could also be the deciding factor in the quarterback battle between Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. We're going to talk about that as well as three storylines, both on the offense and defensive side that you should have an eye out on. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at canalstreetchronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host over in the National Lockdown NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, family, kicking off today's episode with our lead story, and this one is simple. This Monday night matchup, tonight's matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the now Caesars Superdome could potentially be the deciding factor between the Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill quarterback battle. And we got some confirmation about that. First of all, all the signs have pointed to that for quite a bit. You look at Mike Triplett's piece from quite a while ago, talking a little bit about how the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton won at least two preseason games before making their decision. When it comes to the quarterbacks having a very clear plan for the first two preseason games, that one quarterback would start in preseason game one, and then the other quarterback would start in preseason game two, but no clear plan for the third one. And... If you watched the episode last week, I believe it was Friday, Friday or Thursday, one two. Uh, we talked a little bit about how the New Orleans Saints intended to treat preseason games one, two, and three this year, just like preseason games one, two, and three of your standard four-game preseason that we've seen in the past, with that third game usually being a bit of a dress rehearsal for the starters on offense, while the fourth game was a little bit more of an opportunity for some of those guys that hadn't yet secured a roster spot to go out there and audition for the team that they're with and the uniform that they're wearing or other teams that are going to be looking through that film as well. However, now that fourth preseason game is no longer there. And it sounded like the intent from Sean Payton was that that third preseason game would be used as usual. And if that's the case and you want to have a dress rehearsal, then like we said last week, you have to have a lead actor. And there's potential here that the New Orleans Saints could be giving their final audition to their two guys, their two finalists for that lead role Monday night tonight against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This was further uh, sort of confirmed, if you will, with Peter King, who uh, wrote up his uh, football morning in America piece, which he does every week over at Pro Football Talk. And I know I'm not usually the biggest PFT fan, but I am quite a fan of Peter King's work in particular. And he mentioned that Sean Payton told him exactly this. Actually, I want to just go ahead and read it to you as opposed to trying to uh, paraphrase it. So here you go. After Hill got the start in Baltimore last week, Winston gets this one. Peyton told me, Peter King, that he hopes that uh, to name his starter before the preseason game Saturday against Arizona. So Winston's performance with the first team for multiple series uh, will be the most important game that he's played since he lost his job in 2019 in Tampa. And yes, there is another piece to this puzzle which is that Sean Payton has confirmed that starters that didn't play in Saturday's matchup against Baltimore may be playing in Monday's matchup against the Jaguars. So not only is Jameis Winston getting those first team reps that he was promised as a part of the rotation between he and Jameis, uh, excuse me, between he and Taysom Hill this week, but it looks like he may potentially even have more starters available to him as well. That becomes really important if either one of the tackles, Tron Armstead or Ryan Ramchek become available. Now, I know that some people are going to turn their nose up and they're going to groan at the idea that, well, Jameis gets the extra protection or Jameis gets this starting wide receiver or whatever. Let's say Deontay Harris ends up participating while Taysom didn't. But Taysom did. He had four games last season to work with those guys. And of course, we have to remember that even though this game might be the most important game with all of this because of how tight this quarterback battle has been within the facility and within the organization, I know some people believe. That this quarterback competition is either non existent or that it's not close at all. But I can tell you that within the facility, within the organization, this is a close quarterback battle. And with that being the case, this Monday game might be the most important step forward for one of these guys. However, it still includes cumulative experience, right? Cumulative information you have to put together from both preseason games, training camp, and even things before training camp began. So let's talk about what it is really quick that each of these quarterbacks has to do. To do the thing that I continue to say, which is prove why you're special and leave no doubt. That's always been the words for me. Leave no doubt. That's what either these quarterbacks have to do, whoever's going to be the cornerbacks, they're going to have to all figure this out. So for Taysom Hill, to start with him, the thing that I think he can do here that shows why he's special, shows why he's unique, it can help him leave no doubt, is being mobile, using those legs. And I know you don't always want to do that in a preseason game because you don't want to get your quarterback hurt. And I understand that. But this is part of Taysom Hill's game. Don't keep it away from him, right? And Taysom needs to not limit it either. Doesn't necessarily mean that he has to go run and fight for yards and welcome contact. Just roll out, right? Like extend plays, use your legs, don't run into pressure, which is something he has a bad habit of doing when scrambling sometimes. So go ahead, extend those plays, scramble, roll out, get outside, throw the ball down the field, pick up some yardage with your legs, take care of yourself and don't get hurt. But we know what Taysom Hill can do, and you definitely want to see him do that. The other thing I'd like to see Taysom do is push the ball downfield, because that's what Jameis is going to look to do. You want to talk about what it is that makes Jameis unique? It's 80-yard bombs to Chris Hogan. It's 40-yard bombs to uh, Deontay Harris, like we saw in each of the last two days of practice. That's the thing that Jameis is going to have to go out there and do and show that deep ball, because it mesmerizes people to see that. Taysom has to show that he can push the ball downfield and not underthrow or be late on those throws which is something we've seen from him consistently, receivers having to work their way back to the ball, receivers having to pull up for the ball, all of that hit them in stride down the field, which sometimes is about the arm strength and getting the ball down the field. Sometimes it's about timing and getting the ball out earlier as they're uncovering, as opposed to waiting until they are open. So for me, those are the things that both of these quarterbacks will need to do individually in order to stand out from one another. They'll also need to be productive in screen passes in terms of timing and calling those plays. And the other part of all this, too, is going to be the two-minute drill. Can we see Taysom, who's going to get the second round of snaps here, which means he should get some second-quarter snaps, if that's the case? Can he run a two-minute drill in an up-tempo offense? Because that's something we haven't seen from him yet. So a lot of different ways to stand out here. This isn't going to come down to one specific play. This isn't going to come down to one specific element. There's a lot of opportunities for these quarterbacks to, once again, leave no doubt. in this game, with the New Orleans Saints intent on adding, or excuse me, naming their starting quarterback before next week's final preseason game against the Arizona Cardinals on Saturday. This game becomes the most important game for the New Orleans Saints, for Jameis Winston, for Taysom Hill, and for New Orleans Saints fans. And believe it or not, it's not just the quarterback competition we're going to be paying attention to on the offensive side. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at three storylines to keep an eye out on on the offense before we wrap up on the defensive side as we continue on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. All right, y'all, it's that time again. Football is back, and whether it's the NFL or college football, the best way to get in on all of that action is over at betonline.ag. They got you covered for all of your your bets, your odds, your props, your contests, too, which includes also online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor pool, as well. So go and check out all of that and much more all across betonline.ag. And if you sign up today, you're going to get a 100% welcome bonus as well. And let's not stop there. You can also get in on what they're calling their opening day super promo. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you got the Dallas Cowboys. You can go ahead and put a wager down on that and get refunded if you lose up to $25 as long as you're a new customer and you sign up with the promo code NFL100. Doesn't get much better than that. So go and check them out. It's BetOnline. It's the easiest and fastest way to place all of your bets. And you can even get in on your favorite casino games there as well. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. all right family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints and i want to tell you too about our ultimate season preview 2021 it's going to be on the ultimate season preview 2021 feed as well it's gonna be a brand new podcast feed if you are already subscribed for the mock drafts and you're going to get it immediately that's going to go up august 30th through september 8th we're going to have our odyssey experts that are coming in giving some predictions about the divisions and of course all of our local experts breaking it down as well so get on the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the offensive side here. Some of the things that are going on that you need to be paying attention to. We'll start off, of course, the, the quarterback battle is going to be number one, right? Like no matter what. So that was in the last segment. But for this segment, we're going to go one, two, three here before we get to the defense on the other side. One, we're going to go with the wide receivers. Marquez Calloway looked fantastic uh, along with Taysom Hill going up against that Baltimore Ravens first team defense finding holes in the zone, getting open, creating separation, doing his thing. The guy is a quintessential number one in the making, I'm going to say. I don't think he's fully there yet, but he is certainly somebody that both of these quarterbacks, that all of these quarterbacks trust, somebody that Drew Brees trusted very quickly as well. It's tough to talk about him the way that you want to talk about him because you want to be very excited about him. But you remember that he had just over 20 catches in 2020, his UDFA rookie season coming out of uh, Tennessee, the volunteers, but he really has stepped into the role that he wears on his chest, which is number one. The other wide receiver that I think a lot of folks are going to be excited to see in this game is Kevin White. And again, I'm keeping my expectations low on the former seventh overall selection coming out of West Virginia. He dealt with a bunch of injuries coming into the NFL and the the potential never never really reached the potential there. And a lot of it was out of his control, right? Injuries, bad quarterback play, so on and so forth. But this could be the right situation for Kevin White, finally, for him. I mean, six foot three, over 200 pounds. He's the perfect prototype for the New Orleans Saints in terms of his size. And his athleticism uh, apparently has still looked very good in training camp as well. Obviously, he's not going to be running that 4'3 speed that he ran coming into the NFL after all the injuries that he's sustained. But I'll tell you what, if this is the opportunity that he's looking for, and if this is the opportunity that grants it, it's going to be fun to watch him. Even if he doesn't make the roster, if he has a nice performance on Monday, I think it's just good to see him succeed. I think you're also going to be keeping an eye out on some of the younger guys as well. Can't expect Traequan Smith to be available for this one, but Ken Lill, Jordan Humphrey bounced back. He had a tough camp. He had a tough Saturday last week, even though he caught a touchdown, had the drop or the, the deflection, I guess, that ended up in the interception. He's also had some issues during camp this week or some challenges during camp this week that he's overcome. Can he continue to overcome them under the lights on Monday night? And Chris Hogan had the big 80-yard reception from uh, Jameis Winston. Can he repeat and have another big play this week after having a bit of a, a down week last week in terms of what his expectations were and what he was actually able to put out on the field? And of course, other young receivers that are out there as well, like Kawan Baker, Aesop Winston, who has had a nice connection with Jameis Winston over the course of camp as well. Let's look over uh, just a little bit d- behind the quarterback this time, as opposed to on either side of the quarterback, the running back battle here. Uh, you've got uh, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Tony Jones Jr., who all had fumbles and turnovers last week. Can they hold on to the ball? This is something we talked about earlier on last week as well, about you know how much of this is a habit versus how much of it is getting contact for the first time from a guy that's trying to get a job and whose job depends on you not doing well, right? And so how much of that all is something that or how much the ball security issues is something that you're going to continue to see? Hopefully not at all, hopefully zero. But I think that when it comes down to it, I am very excited to see what these running backs are able to do. Now, again, Sean Payton did say that he expects to see some starters that didn't participate last week participating this week. I have no expectation, though, that Alvin Kamara will be one of those starters, because as far as I'm concerned, wrap the guy in bubble wrap and put him away until the season begins. Now, where you might see some of those starters actually get back out on the field could be the starting tackles for the New Orleans Saints, Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek, but it's not the first team offensive line that I'm interested in. It's the second team offensive line. I thought that Landon Young maybe has played himself into some second team snaps. We'll see if he gets some opportunities there. Uh, James Hurst had a little bit of a day when it came to uh, Saturday last week's game against Baltimore. Can he rebound from that? What happens with a guy like Ethan Greenidge, who struggled quite a bit in that Baltimore game? And then, of course, you have Will Clapp, Calvin Throckmorton, and some of these other guys like GR Sweezy, who are going to be getting into the mix a bit here as well, and a new signee for the Saints here recently as well. So is this offensive line going to be able to protect Taysom Hill when it gets to their portion? Now, we've seen across the NFL, right? Across the NFL, you look at Justin Fields this past weekend, almost got his head taken off in that game for the uh, Chicago Bears. But we've seen the second-team offensive line and also, in many cases, the first-team offensive line not be good enough to protect the quarterback. Hopefully, in New Orleans, you see something a little bit different and you see an offensive line that runs two units deep, which would be a huge benefit for the New Orleans Saints because there are not many teams around the NFL that have that kind of success, 6 7 eight men down the roster when it comes to the offensive line all right y'all coming up next we're going to take a look at the defense we'll talk about some linebackers and of course we're going to talk a little bit about Paulson Adebo all eyes on some of the rookies and young defenders for the New Orleans Saints so we're going to talk about the top three storylines for you to watch on Monday night's matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And today's episode is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar, builtbar.com, the best tasting protein bars on the market, soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate with some of the sweetest flavors that you've ever heard. Salted caramel, cookies and cream. They've got a mint brownie, a peanut butter brownie. They've got coconut, coconut, almond, and a bunch of fruit-based flavors as well, like orange, as well as raspberry, strawberry, all covered again in chocolate. But Despite all of that sweet-sounding deliciousness, which I promise you, it is delicious. They are delicious. Uh, You're only talking about 4 or 5 grams of sugar, 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. Meanwhile, you're getting 17, 18 grams of protein. So a lot of good stuff going on over at Built Bar. Right now, they have a limited edition flavor as well, pistachio flavor. I love pistachio, but I know not pistachio is not great for everybody. So... If you want to check something else out as well, go ahead and grab you a sample box so you can get two of each of those nine uh, original flavors that they always carry. But I highly suggest if you're a pistachio fan to go and check out these pistachio built bars because they mad good. So go and check them out. And don't forget to get 15% off by using the promo code LOCKED15, 15 5 use the numbers you get 15% off over at built.com. And don't forget our good friends over at rockauto.com. They're always there to take care of you. It doesn't matter if it's day or night, morning, noon, evening, it don't matter because they're online. So they're available to you 24 seven to help you get whatever auto parts you need to keep your car fresh, keep you on the road. People getting back to commuting. I can see the data. I could see when most people listen to the podcast, things like that, not you individually, that'd be weird, but I can see like, You know, these 5 a.m. listeners and everything, shout out to those of y'all that are listening on your way to work, listening on your way home from work. I see it. I see you in your cars. That sounds weird, but you get what I'm saying. I want to make sure you're able to maintain your usual routine, and rockauto.com can definitely help you do that. And you know what? They're a family business as well, and they've been helping families online. For over 20 years so go and show them some love show them some support and don't forget to let them know that locked on sent you right and locked on and the how'd you hear about a section amazing selection reliable low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com let Get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode with a quick look at uh, three things to watch for the New Orleans Saints on the defensive side. Before I get to those, I-, I do want to talk about something. I was trying to decide about whether or not I'm going to talk about it, and I'm deciding right now that I'm going to talk about it. Um, on Twitter, there was this kind of spat that went on between Jaguars fans and Saints fans. And I'm not going to go fully into this, but Jaguars fans started throwing out Hurricane Katrina jokes. Y'all, just like many of you that are listening or are watching... I was, I am. I don't want to say I was a victim. How am I going to say this? I am a survivor. I am a survivor of Hurricane Katrina myself. I lost everything in that storm. Everything my mother and I knew, we lost in that storm. And I lost several family and friends, uh, family members, uh, people I was very close to throughout all that too. Sometimes because of the, the worst case scenario. Other times because we just got pulled apart, right, and and lost touch, right. So even in a more in in like a less Less sort of like bad conversation, right? There's still that existence as well that people discount. And I just want you to know that, like, when they do that, they're doing that without any real understanding of loss, any real understanding of struggling what you went through. So I'm just here to say I see you. That's all. I just want to say I see you. That's it. I'm not going to go any further than that. But I, I I see you, and I hope you know that, and I love you. All right, let's talk a little bit about defense here uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Zach Bond. Just jumped off the screen. Um, I got to, I got to do the rewatch. Got my hands on some all twenty two. Got to take a look at some of the plays that Zach Bond really set out, including the first defensive play of the game. My dude was making that big tackle on the the y leak off the play action rollout, and he made the tackle, lost two yards over on the far side. Incredible game for Zach Bond. Can he follow that up? And where will he he be in the rotation? Right? Is Quan Alexander healthy enough to play? I don't think he is. I don't have the expectation that he will be, but if he is, where does Zach Bond line up, right? Zach Bond should be second there, I would imagine, behind Quan Alexander, but he has an opportunity here to really continue to build his momentum and you know, stake his claim for being the future at linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Pete Werner returned to practice this week, but will we see him in the preseason game? Remains to be seen, remains to be known, but Zach Bond has a real opportunity here, and the New Orleans Saints have a stacked linebacker room out of nowhere. Remember we were concerned about this position, and now all of a sudden they've got like seven linebackers that are just playing out of their minds. Andrew Dowell taking picks home. I mean, it's just been incredible. Anyway, Zach Bond, big-time storyline to follow here on Monday night, as well as some of those other linebackers, Cade Nellis, Chase Hanson, and Andrew Dowell I want to give a shout-out to as well. All right, let's take a look at the cornerback two position, not just Paul Sanadibo, also Ken Crawley. Listen, y'all, It's going to be one of them, more than likely. More than likely, it's going to be one of them that's going to be lining up opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Yes, the Saints can make a trade. Yes, somebody might get cut that the Saints can go and sign and feel that they can be an immediate starter and contributor to that defense, particularly if they're really good in man coverage. Or they're the two guys that have been playing outstanding throughout camp and had nice preseason, had the nice first preseason game as well. So now you get another piece of evaluation. Do I think that this decision is going to be made at cornerback just like the quarterback decision wants to be made before? The game against the Arizona Cardinals? I don't. I truly, truly, truly do not. However, right now, the decision might just get made for them because those are the guys that they have. Those are the guys that they have that can play on the outside and can play opposite Marshall Lattimore. Brian Pools looked really good, but he'll play in the slot. He'll be the backup to the slot to C.J. Gardner-Johnson because originally that was supposed to be Patrick Robinson and Patrick Robinson retired. So the cornerback position is going to be really interesting to watch, particularly that cornerback two spot. Now, I don't know if Marshawn Lattimore is going to play. Again, Sean Payton says more starters will play, but I don't know if Marshawn's going to be one of them. If that's the case, if that's not the case, then you'll see both Ken Crawley and Paulson Debo on the field at the same time. If Marshawn does end up playing, you'll still probably see Ken Crawley and Paulson Debo on the field at the same time at some point. But I would expect Ken Crawley to get the start opposite Marshawn Lattimore if Lattimore plays, which again, I don't know if he will, right? I don't know that he will. But Saints- need to figure this one out, right? This is going to be a big one. So quarterback two, big, 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 big one to watch for the Monday night football game tonight. All right, y'all. And for the final one here, I want to talk about Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport, just like Zach one, had a fantastic first preseason game, blew up the line of scrimmage consistently, got in, made plays, got after the quarterback, did all the things. Can he do that again? Can he follow it up here in uh, this, this preseason week two game up against Trevor Lawrence and the run game that they're going to have between James Robinson, the expectation to see more Travis Etienne as well. Is he going to be you know solid in run support? Is he going to be able to continue to be a bothersome pass rusher and a disruptive pass rusher? All of that's going to be very important. I've seen a lot of folks talk about trading Marcus Davenport for like Denzel Mims, and I have to tell you, I'm I'm not here for it. Like we have seen Marcus Davenport finally get to this point to where people are excited about him, and rightfully so because you can't not be because of how well he has played so far and the first thought is let's go trade him for a wide receiver that hasn't done anything in the NFL yet and it just doesn't make any sense. So with that being the case, I'm excited to see Marcus Davenport perform again and hopefully be able to continue to build on the momentum that he's got. If he can't, then maybe we're going to have a little bit of a conversation, but right now, if he continues to be able to build on the momentum that he's already put forth, I think that's a fantastic piece of news not only for Marcus Davenport, but for the New Orleans Saints, as well as Peyton Turner has continued to be out. Even though that's not expected to be serious, he ain't been available. So with that being the case, you don't have the rotational guy right now with Marcus Davenport. So Marcus Davenport gets all the opportunity in the world to stand out, step apart, and say it with me, leave no questions. That's what we're all about here on Locked on Saints. One quick bonus one for you, because I always promise you a little bit of land but a little something extra. Aldrick Rosas, can he make his field goals because he missed missed some field goals in practice. So he's coming in. He's going to be the guy right now that you would expect to be in contention to start the season for the New Orleans Saints with Will Lutz being available. But I still say that if the right kicker gets cut during roster cuts, don't matter. They could go after that kicker, whether it's the the kicker from the Ravens or one of the kickers from the Cincinnati Bengals as well. Also ones to keep an eye out on. We got more on the way for you. Of course, we'll have our initial reaction episode following the Monday night game. And then we'll dig a little bit deeper and then we'll start to turn our attention to the final game against the Arizona Cardinals final preseason game against the Arizona Cardinals. And hopefully by that game, know who the New Orleans Saints starting quarterback for 2021 is going to be. We'll talk about what the offense will look like with that player. We'll look at passing offense We'll look at the run rush offense, the run game as well, and we'll take a look at what it is that makes that player unique and special and what are the things that we can expect to see from them post Drew Brees, different from what we saw during the Drew Brees era. Uh, a whole bunch coming up for you in a very, very important, small, short remainder of the offseason here on Locked on Saints, and I thank y'all, everybody, for being here, whether on you're on YouTube, where we're over 2,400 subscribers now, i blows my mind or where we're on, uh, or whether you're listening on the podcast where we're setting record numbers right now for Locked on Saints. So I appreciate you. Make sure you tell your friends and your family about the show as well. And as always, feel free to reach out anytime for anything in between these episodes over at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A on Twitter. Hit me up. Learn how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.